Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Thinking Sideways is not supported by Monkeys with Ginsu Knives. Instead, it's supported by the generous donations of our listeners on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash thinkingsideways to learn more. And thanks. Thinking Sideways. I don't understand. Does not compute. You never know. Insufficient data to formulate on its What? Stories of things we simply don't know the answer to. Well, hey there. Welcome to another episode of Thinking Sideways. I'm Joe, as always, joined by... Devin. And... Steve. All right. And uh, this week we're going to talk about, guess what, N- another unsolved mystery. What? Yeah. yeah. I thought we were out of those. Yeah. No, we're not quite out. We will be soon. Okay. Sorry about that, folks, but Then yeah. it's cooking with Joe, right? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, it's going to be a terrible show. Yeah. <laughs> How to cook ramen the fifth way. Yeah. Actually, have you heard how bad ramen supposedly is for you now? Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, really bad. Don't Tur- cook with it. Turns out, it. Turns out like uh, fish oil is not actually all that good for you either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're already off topic and we're not a minute into the show. Jeez. Haven't even, yeah, I, uh, I know. Let's, let's, get, let's get on with this. <laughs> so this week we're going to talk about uh, an interesting little mystery out of Ireland, which is a strange and mysterious island. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk about the case of Peter Bergman, who you guys, people, people may or may not have heard of. Um, before we go any further, I would like to give a shout out to our listener, John, who suggested this topic. Thanks, John. Yeah. And uh, so let's get started. So who was Peter Bergman? Nobody knows. Uh, it's almost certainly was not this guy's real name. Uh, there might be somebody out there who does know, but they're apparently not talking. So our story began in 2009, uh, specifically June 12th, 2009, when 
Peter Bergman showed up at the town of Sligo, Ireland. And then four days later, he was found dead on a beach north of town. You cut yeah. this one close under the the five-year wire, didn't you there, I sir? Know, I You've know. been sitting on this, haven't you? Yeah, yeah it's only six years old. Mm -hmm. Six years and a couple of months. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, he, he, he was found dead on the beach. Uh, an autopsy was done, of course. And it turned up no signs of violence or foul play. It also showed that he had advanced prostate cancer. He had bone tumors. And it appeared that he had had a few previous heart attacks. So not in the greatest of shape. No. There was no evidence of painkillers in his system, uh, although he did, say, hey, he did he had some aspirin in his possession when he died, but uh, he, had, he wasn't taking them, apparently. Which is, like, we should mention, really, really odd. That is For somebody, odd. he would have likely have been in an immense amount of pain. Or at least with... some pain. Right. Yeah. I, uh, I'll disagree with that. Well, I, I just, everybody says, well, he had to be in such pain. I'm not sure. I don't know, know that that's true. I mean, I know it was, it was in his bones and everything else, but I've known people who have had massive amounts of cancer all through their body. They felt a little off. And that was it. Till yeah. they happened to go to the doctor and figure out what was going on. Yeah, so they he, were relatively you know. okay. So I don't, I don't know that he necessarily would have been in really any substantial amount of pain. That's fair. yeah, it might not have been. Uh, it's hard to say. I mean, I, I've seen video of him, and he didn't, didn't appear he to didn't. be all no. doubled over in pain or anything no. like that. Mm -mm. Oh, there were two other strange things that were found in the autopsy. Uh, he had had one kidney removed, and also, even though he was found apparently washed up on a beach. He didn't die by drowning. That's a mystery. That's weird. How yeah. did he die? Yeah. Who was Peter Bergman? What was he up to in Sligo in the days between he arrived on Friday and, and he died on the 16th of June? What brought him to the town? What brought, brought him to the beach at Ross's Point, which is where he died? And how and why did he die if he didn't drown? Really? Yeah. It's intriguing. Don't you think? Yeah, this, sound, this is like the uh, Tom and Trude case. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Kind of. Kind of. It's reminiscent of that. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. It is. Yeah. Uh, let, let's get to the, the the last mystery first, which is how did he die if he didn't drown? Well, actually, it turns out he did drown. Mm. Even though, huh? yeah, even though, yeah, Wikipedia, Wikipedia, and Web Sleuths, etc., say that he didn't drown. He actually did. Uh, how do you know that? Uh, I got this from the website of the Federal Office of Criminal Investigation in Germany, which is kind of their equivalent of the, of the FBI. Okay. Yeah. They have uh, what's called their unknown dead section, unidentified dead people. Mm -hmm. And he's got his own page on there with his description and mm -hmm. his photograph and everything. And it lists the cause of death as drowning. So. Yeah. So it was interesting to me because I did a fair number of, I actually spent this entire afternoon <laughs> because it was 2009. So there should be records of the, the, you know, there would have been newspaper articles in my mind, right? Mm -hmm. People would have been like, wow, this guy washed up on shore dead. Like mm -hmm. that's weird. And there was some weirdness around the case anyway. And, uh, I couldn't find anything. I found um, one newspaper found, article that said he died of drowning. I found, I didn't find any. I found one newspaper article. It was the only one I could find that was pre the release of the movie we're about to talk about. Mm -hmm. um, it was from April 2010. Mm. And it didn't say anything about the cause of death at all. It yeah. didn't address it. It actually didn't address any of the health anythings. Mm -hmm. So uh, I thought that was a little odd, but you know, you couldn't find anything about the autopsy. You couldn't find anything about you know, anything from that actual time, even from that year, mm -hmm. which I thought was weird. Yeah. He didn't make the papers. Oh, it made, he didn't make the news. It made the, it made the news, but it, it's one of those things. It Very kind of local. popped up and then died out again pretty quickly. Well, I, like, for... searched through the archives of, like, the, the local newspapers, the Chronicle there, and it didn't have anything. 
Hmm. It was mm. very odd. And mm. it's possible that, you know, and I, as I said, it was just this afternoon. So it's possible had I, you know, given myself more time to do more digging, yeah. it would have cropped up. But I did a lot of Googling and it didn't. There's not a huge amount anything. out there about this one. There's yeah. not. Well, I was, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I know I found a lot of repetition in what was available. Yeah. And almost story. everything I found was more about the movie than it was about the case. Oh, and yeah. what it was about the case tended to be. Not ex- not word for word copy paste like we find a lot, but, mm-hmm. close. but, but very close. Yeah. very lax rewritings. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I noticed that. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, but anyway, I, luckily I did find that German website, and so that clears that mm-hmm. up. Yeah, yeah, which is I, I think what happened. I think I know how that got started because mm. we mentioned the film in 2013. A guy named Kieran Cassidy made a short film called "The Last Days of Peter Bergman." Uh, and in this film, it's, it's he actually splices together interviews with a lot of closed circuit TV footage from uh, around yeah, town. Yeah, tons. A lot. Because yeah, there's closed circuit TV all over that town. Yeah, yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. They've got it all wired up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they interview uh, Clive Kilgallen, who was the medical examiner who performed the autopsy on Bergman, and he stated in the interview, he said that initially there were no outward signs of saltwater drowning. Uh, and my takeaway from that is that he meant, uh, at first glance, he didn't look drowned. That's all that he meant by it. But that's it. as far as he went in the Yeah, film. he didn't say there was no evidence of drowning mm-hmm. after the autopsy. But he also didn't say done. he drowned. He didn't say it either. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, now, I, I mean, I, I watched it I watched it again this afternoon, and I'm just thinking, was his bit in the movie, it ends almost immediately after that, doesn't that's it? The only, Not long I think after that's that. the only interview they had with him. Yeah. Right, but I'm just saying, he, he's on there for, I don't know, maybe a minute. But yeah. as soon as he says that bit, mm-hmm. it cuts to something else. And I wonder if that intentionally got left out. Yeah. I, I, mean, I don't know. I don't want to point fingers. I'm just wondering. I don't yeah. think the film intended to mislead. Because, like, for example, you, you hear the detective who investigated the case saying after that that, that he, th- he thinks that perhaps Bergman intended to be carried out to sea and not washed back up on shore. Mm-hmm. So it seems to me that they just didn't even talk about the cause of death because it was just glaringly obvious, and so they didn't feel the need to talk about it. Sure, but it didn't yeah. come across as obvious as they wanted it, maybe. Yeah, yeah. which we've been but, uh, we've been guilty of a time or two. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, and obviously you can infer that he drowned because if he hadn't drowned, then that would have been that would have added a huge bit of mystery to this whole thing. What did he just go to the go to the beach and will himself to die? Mm-hmm. You know, and they, they don't bring up anything like that. Uh, and also, Kilgallen in his interview, that's, again, that's a medical examiner, said nothing about a missing kidney. And you think he, he did a pretty thorough autopsy. He found the cancer and the, and the bone tumors and mm-hmm. the heart attacks and all that stuff. And he didn't notice there was a missing kidney. Yeah, but, it seems like he would have mentioned that. Yeah, the only place I, 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 I looked around and I didn't find any mention of that other than the Wikipedia page. So I think we can discount that. And I couldn't find, I followed the links. I know, like, sometimes we just read a Wikipedia page and go on our business. But I actually did my due diligence and tried to follow all of the links. Mm-hmm. And the one where it said that he hadn't drowned the in the autopsy mm-hmm. section of the Wikipedia linked to that German website that you posted, mm-hmm. um, which obviously they hadn't really, I don't know, translated well enough. Apparently, <laughs> apparently they didn't do a good job of translating. Yeah, yeah so it, it was is, odd. It is in German. So, it was just yeah. odd that it, you know, on the Wikipedia page, the source that they cited for said the exact opposite of the thing that they <laughs> yeah, I know. were citing I, it for. So I, there yeah. were some problems with that Wikipedia page for sure. Uh, definitely, yeah. Yeah, it happens. Uh, anyway, so now that we've solved that mystery, let's yeah. let's talk about the rest of it. Yeah. Because there's still, still still some remaining mystery here. Lots of it, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so our mystery begins June 12, 2009, as I said. Peter Bergman, if that's his real name, 
We have to call him that because that's all we know him by. Yeah, that's all we know him by. That's right. So he got on a bus in Derry, Northern Ireland, and rode it to Sligo, which is also in Northern Ireland, but not in Northern Ireland. It's in in the north part of Ireland, but not not in Northern Northern Ireland. Yeah, okay, just just so you know. There's a couple of capitals in that, isn't there? It's the capital N and I and the capital Uh I, but lowercase n. Is that how you're differentiating these? Exactly. In your notes here? Yeah, exactly. So Sligo is in the one with the lowercase n. (laughs) This is going to get confusing. Mm. Oh, yeah. Uh, And uh, Sligo is a coastal town of about 20,000 people, so... You know, not a city. Um, of course, I've looked at it in Google Earth and, and Street View, and it's a charming little town. Bergman arrived in Sligo, and he went to the Sligo City Hotel and checked in. He didn't have a reservation. He was a walk-in. Mm-hmm. And interestingly, the hotel didn't ask to see a passport or ID or a credit card or anything. He just paid cash. Up front. Yeah. 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 And so typically, hotels usually want to see a driver's license, right? Something. Yeah. They want something to hold in case you filch out or you do a bunch of damage or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. And they did. They did. They did. They did not. So when he anyway, he, when he signed into the hotel register, he gave his name as Peter Bergman, and he listed an address in Vienna, Austria, which, uh, as it turns out, was a vacant lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and here's something interesting, though. And that is the bus station in Sligo is right next to a hotel, the, Sly- the Sligo Southern Hotel. Which basically charges about the same rates for a room as the Sligo City Hotel. And if Bergman had taken the route, the most obvious easy route to go to the City Hotel, he would have passed by the Clarence Hotel, which also charges about the same rates. So instead of going to those hotels, he went to the Sligo City Hotel, which hmm. makes you That's wonder. Well, maybe odd. It's like maybe, he picked it out ahead of time. Yeah, it, it is. It's almost like, you know, maybe he went there because they wouldn't ask to see ID. Mm. Maybe. But how would he know that ahead of time? Good point, actually. Yeah, yeah. actually. What, well, actually, I had a, an, an email conversation with one of our listeners, Gavin, relating to this. And he, uh, he told me that uh, there are actually a lot of German tourists like to go to Western Ireland. It's very popular. They're, they're among the, mm. yeah, between British people, Americans, and Germans are the three heaviest travelers. So he, he was saying it's, it's, it seems really possible that he went there. He'd been there before. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, he might have been familiar with Sligo. Mm-hmm. But he might have also gotten this. He took a cab to the hotel from the bus station, so he might have gotten this from his cab driver, too. Mm. Maybe his cab driver told him. Yeah. We will never know. Okay, now he's checking in at the hotel. He's got a shoulder bag, which is kind of like a laptop bag, and he's got a large, larger piece of luggage. And you guys have seen it on film. It's like, it's not really a, a suitcase. It's more like a, a really huge black bag. Is it like a duffel bag? No, it's kind of like a it's kind of like a big open top bag. It's it's as big as a suitcase. But you know, imagine those shopping bags that they have. They have just the two loop handles, and they're like kind of open on the top. Like those big blue IKEA bags. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he had this really really great big bag, and he had that, and then his laptop bag. And that's what he had. According to the, the closed circuit TV cameras, uh, he had a heavy accent, probably German or Austrian. Although there were some people who said they thought he sounded more Eastern European. Uh, he appeared to be 55 to 60 years old. He had short white hair, was wearing glasses, and also wearing a waist-length black leather jacket. You guys have all, you guys have seen yeah all, yeah. All there, I mean, they really he wouldn't have stood out in a crowd. No, not at all. There was nothing weird, unique about him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, not at all. Well, anyway, he spent the weekend, he checked in on a Friday afternoon, uh, spent the weekend hanging around the hotel, he ate in the hotel's restaurant, uh, and he left quite often to go out for walks Didn't or they, be a tourist. Didn't the, yeah. the woman at the front desk called him, uh, how'd she refer to him as, a, a, 
a friendly face or a familiar face around. Yeah, she said he was a familiar face. Yeah, yeah, that she would always see him. Yeah, that whole weekend she saw him a lot. He was around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And but he would he would actually would leave quite often too. Mm -hmm. And every time he left, he was carrying a purple plastic bag. And by some accounts, uh, he left with that bag thirteen times. Mm -hmm. And. Whenever we returned to the hotel, he didn't have the bag with him. Well, I mean, he may have, like, in a pocket or something, but he oh, yeah. wasn't carrying it full of stuff anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was the stuff, the contents of the bag had disappeared. And it's not, a, just so people get the idea, it's not a huge bag or anything no. like that. It's a plastic bag that I would say is kind of equal in size to what you would get from, say, a grocery store. It's not yeah. packed full of stuff, but it's just a little one. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. not a huge bag. Like the yeah. kind you get from Forever 21 when you just buy a shirt. Yeah. Because I always shop at Forever 21. I know you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, no. I'm not. Yeah. Uh, no? Please, Joe, what else? Please yeah. keep going, please. <laughs> so if I, if I shop there, can I be 21 again? <laughs> yes. Yeah. You are automatically, yeah. Whoa, okay. They I'm won't there. think you're just the creepy old man. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, cool. I'm there. Uh, anyway, I mentioned before the closed-circuit TV cameras. Uh, they're, not only is the town all wired up with closed-circuit TV, I'm going to call it CCTVs from now on, mm-hmm. but... Uh, also, the city hotel has, has got a lot of CCTVs in it also. And uh, the Gardai, that's, that's what they call the police in, uh, in Ireland. The, the Gardai investigated this thing. Um, they got the CCTV footage from the hotel and from all around town. It started going through it. And, and that must have been a job, huh? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. really a lot of TV watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got all sorts of little little bits of video of... Bergman, he was leaving and entering the hotel, always leaving with the purple bag and always returning without it. Uh, there were clips of him walking around Sligo with his purple bag and also clips of him without it. But you never see him actually doing something like emptying the bag out into a trash can or handing it to somebody or throwing it over a wall or, you know, you never see that. Mm-hmm. So You either see him with it or without it. Yeah, and that's, uh, I don't know if that's random chance or if he actually was was well aware of all the CCTVs around town and mm. he deliberately avoided doing whatever he did with yeah. the contents of the purple bag when there was a camera around. Well, the funny uh, thing is about that is when you watch him on the footage, he looks like he's aimlessly wandering around. Yeah, and yeah. He's, not, he's not wandering around like a tourist. He's not looking at stuff. He's yeah. just walking around. He's, like walking he's around. Like, There's a couple of scenes I remember in the movie that you see it, and, and it's like, wait, that's the same street. He walked down one side, and then later on up the other side, and then came back down. And I'm sure that they weren't all in the same walk, mm-hmm. but it's like, he just wandered around, mm-hmm. just up and down. Yeah. 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 yeah I don't... Uh... And I don't know. I was I was too lazy to actually like you know compare all of those things to actual Google Street View, so I could like, try to retrace his tracks. <laughs> that was, sure, yeah. No, that is, it'd be pointless to do that anyway, since the clips that are in the movie, uh, you don't know if they're even in chronological order, so you really can't trace his movements that way. Yeah. Plus, that would be a huge job. So. Well, so were the contents of the bag, or the bags, or the contents of the bag, were they ever found? No. Oh. No. Uh, the uh, well, let me tell you a little bit about the investigation. Oh, sure, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, that's okay. Well, what they did is after they um, discovered this this whole thing about the purple bag, they started looking in all the garbage cans around town and all the dumpsters, and they even went down to the city dump and dug around in the city dump looking for seeing if they could find the contents of what he'd been emptying out, and they found nothing. So they just found regular old garbage. 
Well, but if he's if okay, I'm going to run with the idea that he's just getting rid of his personal belongings, mm-hmm. his underwear, his toothbrush, you mm-hmm. know, his shaving kit. It's kind of generic stuff. Yeah, exactly. how are they going to know it's his? Yeah, yeah they're you're, oh well, he always used Crest Sparkle, so this must mm-hmm. be his tube of toothpaste. You have no idea. Yeah. It's in amongst a whole bunch of other garbage. Yeah, I know. They were just looking for something special, like a diary, but... maybe. You know. Or a wallet. I guess, but then you have to wonder, like, why? Like, I'm sure there was a dumpster just right outside of the hotel. Like, why wouldn't he just go and, like, dump all of his stuff in that dumpster? Well, exactly. Why, like, why these, like, very meticulous... Oh, no, it's weird. I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's odd. Well, the police actually formulated a theory, which is that he was trying to erase his identity, um, mm-hmm. because I, I don't know if I, I don't think I mentioned this, but, uh, when they found the body and they obviously took him, took him for the autopsy, they removed the clothes. They also found the rest of his clothes down the beach a little ways. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they found that all the tags from everything, every garment, all the tags had been cut out. So once again, it's more like Tom and, Sh- Tom and shoot again. Yeah. Um, and so, and of course there was no ID in the body or anything like that. And so the belief was that he was trying to erase his identity by getting rid of every article that he, of anything that he owned. Yeah. And, I still just, I guess, yeah, I, I, I hear that. I just still am not totally sure why it had to be in this like very meticulous, like spread out around. Well, yeah. The thing about it is, is, um, this is what I don't like about this theory is that he got on a bus in Derry and God knows where mm-hmm. he was, where he was before he was at Derry. Mm-hmm. But while he was in Derry, he could have just pitched everything into a dumpster. If he yeah. was really worried that Sligo and Gardai were going to trace his identity, he could have yeah. just pitched all in a dumpster there. Yeah. And then, or wherever he was before then. Yeah, exactly. So that's, that's, that's the problem that I have with, with, Agreed. with the Gardai's theory. Yeah. Is that, but luckily, we've got some other theories to work with. Yeah. Well, can yeah. We, but we're not we'll even talk, in theories we'll yet. We'll talk about that in a minute. Well, I was going to yeah. say, can we go back there real quick to the, the, the all the labels in his clothing? Yeah. So I know that one of the things that they do, they do in the movie is they show, you know, they put it in front of the camera, look, they're snipped out. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's a tag in a shirt, it's the tag in his underwear, and it might be the tag in his pants. It's the tag yeah. in his Speedo, too, though. In his spe- oh, it's the Speedo in his, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which are all tags that rub against your skin. And I don't know about you, but mm-hmm. yeah. I, there are certain brands that I always have to cut the tags out. Because I swear to God they're made out of cardboard with barbed wire on them. Because they just scratch the heck out of you. Yeah. Well, he may be. have been, like, weirdly sensitive. It's it, yeah. That's fair. But when you cut those tags out, do you just you just snip right down to the seam right like as far as you can go right yeah so on those they were kind of like haphazardly like there was still enough tag that if it was irritating his skin it would have continued to irritate his skin that's true he didn't do it it wasn't a great job it wasn't a totally thorough neat job no No. it wasn't like a this is like scraping the crap out of my skin i gotta get rid of it it was like a I will agree with, I will, I will give you that. I mean, you know, it might be that he just needed to get most of it off or maybe it is just, it was a hack job. No Mm -hmm. pun intended. Yeah. 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 So I don't know how much you can read into the whole tags removed and it looks a little funny, but well, anyway, I want to go back to the investigation a little bit. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. They canvassed the town. They, they found everybody they could possibly find who could, uh, who could had talked to him or had any kind of contact and they didn't get a, a, a huge amount of stuff, but they did find out that on Saturday, the day after he arrived, he went to the post office and bought eight eighty-two cent stamps and airmail stickers. But if he mailed letters, and he probably did, if he mailed any letters, nobody knows because obviously, they're, by the time they discovered the body, the, the letters were long gone. 
True. And they obviously don't keep a record of that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That's... Well, some places do. Mm-hmm. Some places the mail is sorted digitally. So oh, it's yeah. a camera taking pictures of it. Mm-hmm. But if you don't know what post box he put it into to be able to trace it, mm-hmm. and he didn't put a, you know a return address, we don't really have a good example of his handwriting. Yeah, it it's just it's a needle in a haystack. Yeah, it, it would, would be very, have disappeared. It yeah. would be very hard. And I don't know how long they keep those records for either. I don't know. Yeah, but but it sounds like they they figured this out pretty quick. Yeah, they I did. imagine that the po- all the postal services probably have to keep you know a month or fives records, some number for liability reasons. Yeah, but there would be literally no way to know yeah. if they were his or not. You'd have to canvas everybody in the town and all the tourists and say, hey, did any of you send this? Yeah. Yeah. It would have been like madness. Yeah, the, oh, only, yeah. the, uh, the only possible way that they could have got a break on that was if uh, the Sligo City Hotel had its own stationery and he sent some letters on that. That might have been, but I don't but even it know. But se- he seems like he was fairly thorough to cover his tracks. So yeah, I so you probably suspect. would have used just generic white envelopes, yeah. you think? Yeah, I think so. Okay, um, so he bought the stamps, and he mailed anywhere between one and eight letters to a bunch of people, I guess. Um, I, I assume those stamps come in sheets, probably, and that's why he bought eight, but maybe he did actually need exactly eight. I mm-hmm. don't know. Nobody, we'll never know that. Or maybe we'll never know that. Uh, the next day on Sunday, in the morning, he got in a cab, and he asked the driver where a nice, quiet beach was. And the driver recommended Ross's Point, which is north of town. They drove up there. Bergman got out of the car, looked around, got back in the car, and they drove back to Sligo. So that was his day at the beach. Okay. Except for the next day, of course. Monday afternoon, Peter Bergman checked out of the hotel around 1 p.m. He, and he had intentionally asked for a late checkout, right? Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. he said he was, he, he was just had not, he was like at loose ends. His bus wasn't leaving until yeah. the next, so, you know, could he stick around a little so bit? So they said, yeah. Yeah, they said, yeah, they said, fine. Uh, but when he checked out, here's the funny thing. He still had a shoulder bag, but the large bag was gone. And in, in his place, he had a small piece of black luggage, which the, the police called a hold-all. Like, I think that's one of those small bags. It's got the drawstring cinch on it. Mm-hmm. You see a lot of people using those for backpacks now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. when you see it in the footage of it, like those Nike bags. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. just, and you can wear it as a, people wear it as a backpack uh-huh. with the strings. I think that's all that was. Okay. That's what sh- I got the impression of looking at it. Yeah, I'm not sure. It, it, it looked to me kind of like one of those. Slim little bags that, that uh, zips across the top, and then there's two loops for handles. Looks kind of like one of those to me, but it's hard mm. to tell. It's low. It's kind of low-res footage. I thought, Very... And I thought I read somewhere that it was like a wrist bag, like it had a wrist strap on it. Uh-huh. So it was like a like a shave bag almost, you know, like a toiletry bag. Mm. Well, it looked it looked kind of flatter and, looked... and longer than that to yeah, me. Yeah, it did but... to me too, but... Yeah. I... So, yeah, you read all kinds of stuff online. This week on Luggage Talk. Yeah, yeah I know. Real. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> uh, and he also had a purple bag, the trademark mm-hmm. purple bag. And he so, did. but yeah, the big bag was gone. He walked to the bus station. Uh, when he got there, the black hold all was gone. So, he had either disposed of it somehow or maybe put it inside his shoulder bag. I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. He's the big disposer here. Uh, at the bus station, he got a cheese sandwich and a cappuccino. Uh, and while he was sitting at his table, he pulled out some pieces of paper and looked at them. It, it's hard to tell from the from the, the video, but it looks at one point like he's writing something down. Mm-hmm. And then at another point, it looks like he could 
either be folding the paper back up or maybe tearing it up, tearing it up in I, pieces. It's hard to tell. I thought the investigator said that he had torn it up. Yeah, it, it sounded like he said mm-hmm. that. But, you yeah. see it all over the internet that he's tearing it up. But when I looked at it, 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 it like because was it was folding. folded into quarters when he opened it, yeah. and it looked like he had folded it again, was almost folding, rolling it back into the smallest ball of paper possible. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, that's it possible. It was hard to tell, but, though. Yeah, it, it was really hard to tell. Yeah. And uh, his bus didn't leave until 2.20. So between the, the incident with the, the pieces of paper and 2.20, he apparently got rid of the shoulder bag and the purple bag because, um, well, he, he went to the beach after this, and the mm-hmm. beach was where he was found dead the next morning. Mm-hmm. And they weren't Ross's found on... Ross's point. Ross's point. They weren't, they weren't, those items were not found on the beach. They also... Don't you see him boarding the bus on CCTV? Yeah. And he doesn't have... Yeah. So he disposed of those things. Yeah. Again, and without a camera seeing him, though. Without a camera seeing him. But here's, here's the, the, the thing about it is it would be very easy to miss, say, a pair of underwear at the, at the city dump. Yeah. But they had seen him multiple times with the purple bag. And and when they were at the dump going through everything, that purple bag should have really stood out like a sore thumb. But they didn't find it at the dump. It's, uh, well, he's at uh, the bus depot. Mm-hmm. And it's very possible for him to have stuffed that stuff into the, the shoulder bag mm-hmm. and then intentionally left it in the men's room, knowing that somebody's going to go, ooh, free bag of stuff. Mm-hmm. Wonder what's in here, because people do that garbage all the time. Yeah, And just wandered away. And the, the guy watching the footage isn't going to go, well, that's weird. There's a, there's a totally different guy with the same kind of bag. He's not going to notice that at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, although it's a... Very distinctive purple bag. I mean, even... Uh, but if it's jammed in the shoulder bag, this other it's not going to stand or so out. So we're saying then that guy gets on a bus and like leaves town. Or wanders away or something. Well, he's eventually going to throw it away, though, isn't he? Okay, well, you know, there's this story is full of so many leaps of yeah, faith that's true. I mean, that I'm going to make the leap of faith that he left town with this Fair. other person's shoulder bag and then threw it away. Yeah. It could be. It could, but, you know, the, the problem is, is it's unpredictable. So somebody might find it in the men's room and, uh, and turn it into lost and found. As, yeah, just as possible. and that seems like a risk that he may not have been really willing to take. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, what happened to those things? I don't know. But he flushed them. Yeah, and that's <laughs> it. Uh, so anyway, you got he caught his bus. He bought a one-way ticket out to the beach. Uh, that afternoon and evening, he was seen by lots of witnesses on the beach. Uh, I've heard as many as 16. Uh, nobody saw the bag, the, the, the purple bag or the shoulder bag, but one woman reported that he had a newspaper under his arm. So okay, I guess. And, mm-hmm. and his body I kind of is... doubt that if he's getting rid of everything, it seems weird that he'd have picked up a newspaper. Well, you know, yeah, he had some time to kill. Because I, I get a feeling like he didn't go for his swim until after dark, and it turns out some... He didn't, right? Because somebody saw him at like they saw 10.30 him at, like, right, or something. This, yeah, yeah. And sun, the sun doesn't even set there until 10.10 yeah. on, on that date. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, he would have, if he wanted to wait until after dark so nobody would witness it and maybe try to save him, it then it would have been pretty late. And yeah. somebody did see him there quite late. Yeah. Uh, yeah, apparently, when they found the body the next day at 6.45 a.m., he had apparently stripped down to his, his underwear and a T-shirt. That's still a modest guy. And he put on a Speedo over the top of his shorts. Which is Just, weird. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Also know. weird that he would put, I mean, weird in general, mm-hmm. right? I mean, if he was trying to kill himself, mm-hmm. why bother with a swimsuit? With a, with a Speedo, I know. Yeah. So I think he was probably a modest guy. Yeah, but although he if he's a modest wearing... guy, why is he putting on a speedo? Yeah, why is he? <laughs> well, also, like, why isn't he just wearing his pants? I mean, why isn't yeah. he just wearing his clothes? There's actually it's, it's a better way to drown if you wear your clothes. It is, yeah. yeah. 
but yeah, you'll drown a lot faster that way. So they find the body about 300 meters down the beach. They found the rest of his stuff, which was his shoes, socks, trousers, sweater, uh, the black leather jacket. In his pockets, they found some cash uh, and a packet of tissues, some sheets of blank paper, uh, aspirin tablets, a wristwatch, and some soap from a hotel, probably the city hotel. And that was all. No wallet, no passport, nothing. And that was when they discovered the tags had been taken mm-hmm. out of his clothes. He, it's possible that he intended to be swept out to sea and then just disappear. Although at the same time, I don't know, because then maybe he wouldn't have left all his clothes and stuff on the beach if he intended to just vanish off the face of the earth. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, because I mean, if I if I had intended to vanish, you know, by swimming out to sea, first of all, you got to pay attention to the tide tables, and apparently he didn't. Right. And also, you got to make arrangements for your clothes and stuff to go away. Especially if you're like trying to get rid of everything, right? That's my problem with the he was trying to erase his existence. Mm -hmm. Like, then why didn't he just go with all his clothes on? Why leave anything behind? Well, what I would have done is I would have taken the clothes off and I would have brought a a plastic garbage bag from town and stuffed everything in there, squeezed all the air out of it, and then, oh, by the way, put some big rocks in there for weight and then Mm -hmm. tie it all shut and Mm -hmm. take it out to sea with me. Yeah. 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 And when you drown, you let it go and Mm -hmm. yeah. Or, but again, yeah, it's, it's, that's, that seems like an extra step. And it's, it is an extra complicated step, but if you really truly wanted to vanish without a trace, that'd be the way to do it. But you got to pick the right time. You got to you got to jump into the water right at high tide, mm-hmm. and go do your drowning. Then, 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 then maybe he would not have been washed back up on the beach. So, as, as you know, we've already talked about the police's belief that he was disposing of his personal property, and they decided that the death was a suicide, right. and, and that mm-hmm. he had come to Sligo specifically for this purpose. Mm-hmm. Of course, because probably he had terminal cancer. Right. It appears he did, and he was disposing of his stuff and. Uh, Again, it's my, my problem with this is it's a lot of trouble to go to for something that's very easily accomplished by, mm-hmm. in dairy by just throwing it all away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the question is then if his personal possessions weren't in the purple bag being distributed all over town, then what was in the bag? Yeah. Yeah. That's Drugs. a good question. Yeah. Mm, so I've, I've put together a few theories. So, yeah. Sure. Okay. Oh boy. I know. You well, did. What was in the purple bag? Okay, theory number one uh, beer cans. Uh, <laughs> suppose he was a raging alcoholic. And, no. Uh, or he was celebrating his impending end, and so, but he was embarrassed to have the cleaning lady find all these empties in his room, so he trucked them out and got rid of them elsewhere. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I don't know about that. I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. Actually, if you look at if you look at the bags, you can't obviously you, can't, you obviously can't see what's in the bags, but what's outlined to me is more angular and not beer can shaped or whiskey bottle shaped. Yeah. So that 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 kind of, but I just thought I'd throw that theory in there. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, by the way, did uh, either of you notice there? There was a really particular bit of footage that I saw, and it was just kind of strange, of him stand, he pops out of a door when he's inside the hotel, and the camera catches him walking out of this door in a hallway against another door behind him, and he stands there and likes a cigarette, and he's just sitting, standing there smoking. Mm-hmm. Like, it's weird that he is just randomly walking around, and then hides in a hallway to have a cigarette. Mm-hmm. That, wow. that bit of footage, too, is, like, odd to me, because I... It's clearly the same person, but he looks so different. I wonder if it's the angle of the camera. It is the angle of the camera, but it's that 
you know, you have that perception that you, because he kind of looks like he's older, older and kind mm-hmm. of maybe, you know, a little, Slow. a little slower and a little like hunch, more like of a friendly neighbor, like I, like a little bit of like a Mr. Rogers type guy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. In Especially all of what them, what I was wearing is his sleeveless sweater. Yeah. In all of them, except for that one bit of footage when he's like out there smoking, he looks like a totally different, it's, it was very weird to me seeing that bit. It was like, I recognize that's the same human being like in flesh. But it looks it, like it doesn't look like the same guy to me at all. Which, well, yeah. So that that bit struck me. Yeah, too. he moved really fast. If you notice, he was power smoking. Mm-hmm. Like he was take a drag, exhale, take a drag, mm-hmm. exhale, take a drag, exhale. Mm-hmm. And that fast it seemed like in the footage, which was just maybe was he out. was really moving, really kind of rapidly. Whereas when you walk him everywhere else. He's kind of trundling along. He pushes the door. He's standing there. Like, hurry, yeah. Maybe he was pace. having an anxiety attack. He needed some nicotine to calm him down. Well, maybe, maybe. Well, there is that whole thing about the staff walking into his room when he was in there and it's surprising him. Yeah, that's... So maybe uh, it was shortly after that and he was wigged out for whatever maybe. reason. Maybe. And I, I didn't really want to talk about that very much because I don't I don't think it really meant much of anything. I don't I, think it like, means much either. It's because, just it's just another bit of oddness. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, this 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 sort of she sort of implies like he was like really relieved that it was her and not somebody else. Mm-hmm. Like maybe his life was in danger. Well, I'm guessing more it's he was relieved that it was a person he recognized and not some random person walking into his room. Could mm-hmm. have been that, you know. I mean, um and as far as as far as you know, if, if he was being pursued by somebody or his life was in danger, you know, I don't think so because when you see him walking around town, he's not looking over his shoulder at no. all. Yeah. yeah. But the cigarette smoking incident that makes me suddenly realize something, which is that in the, in his pockets they didn't find any cigarettes or matches. No. They didn't. Mm-mm. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Maybe he gave up. Maybe he littered. He gave it up. Yeah, it could have been. I don't know. But he was walking on the beach for quite a while. Nobody reported seeing him smoking a cigarette there. Maybe that yeah. was his one cigarette of the week that he smoked on maybe, the, on the yeah. circuit. Maybe, Let's move on to our next theory. Uh, maybe he just stuffed random stuff in there and left the hotel and came back with the stuff, random stuff gone. Mm. Because he just knew he was being videotaped and he thought he'd create a mystery. Yeah, it's Did he possible. deliberately create his own little unsolved mystery? Yeah, you love making this a theory and <laughs> yeah. just about everyone you can. It's because yeah. he's going to do that. Yeah. I just, yeah, that's what I got to do. And my last thought is that perhaps what was in there was money. So, um, and this splits into two theories, which is one, he was leaving the hotel with a bag full of money. And every time he would, and, and he, had, he had figured out somehow, he had, he had gone around town and figured out some very, very good hiding spots that were safe. And he was stashing the money in these hiding spots. And then possibly, that's maybe that's why he bought those stamps, is because he wanted to send letters to friends and relatives and tell them where to come to get the money. I also found there was a guy about 11 months later, a guy in Sligo named Giles Ford was arrested uh, in May 2010. And he happened to have 2,000 euros on him in 50-euro notes rolled up in his pocket. Uh, and he was, according to the police, quote, never known to work, unquote. <laughs> he, was, he was believed by the police to be involved in the drug business. But at the same time, if he had a, a wad of 50-euro notes... That seems unlikely. Yeah, you're going to have all kinds of denominations, right? Yeah. You're going to have yeah. small denominations. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, lots of that. And as, as it happens, the apartment where he lived at the time of his arrest is just right around the corner from the hotel. Hmm. Yeah. So hmm. I wonder, did Giles Ford stumble across a stash of Bergman's cash? It's possible. Yeah, I don't know. And of course, this is all this is all sheer speculation. Yeah. 
But I still like my theory better than the police's theory. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another reason, it, you know, he might have, the Bergman might have done this is that um, he might have been the kind of guy that w- would enjoy leading his relatives and friends on an Easter egg hunt. You know, who knows? Maybe he maybe he planted a whole series of clues for people to to find this, the hidden treasure. <laughs> the hidden yeah. treasure of Sligo. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, I, and if, if those guys managed to miss any, there might, there might still be some big wads of cash laying around Sligo somewhere. Let's go to money number two. So this is my the, the second thing thought is that he brought it to Sligo to maybe park it with an attorney, or as they call them over there, solicitors or barristers. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking the reason he might have done this would have been to perhaps avoid inheritance taxes, which in some countries in the in Europe can be rather high, like the yeah. UK and France. Mm-hmm. So if he was planning on on dying, uh, and let's say he had a house and a lot of money and savings and investments. He might have just left the house as, as is, but cashed out everything else and then brought it in a big suitcase to a town like Sligo, where perhaps, as I said before, he, perhaps he had been there before. Perhaps he already had himself an attorney there. So he shows up. He shows up kind of late on Friday. When he showed up on Friday, it was, I think, about 6.30 Sligo time. And so it might have been too late to go visit his attorney, but he probably contacted him maybe on Saturday and started. And obviously, he doesn't want to walk out of the hotel carrying his whole big suitcase full of money. So he takes it out in small batches in his purple bag. This also has a security component to it, too, where as if he gets robbed or if he loses it, well, he's not losing the entire kitty. He's just losing part of it. That's true. Yeah. Well, but my, but my question is, if he's got a bag full of cash, so we'll, let's say it was all in the bigger piece of luggage that he had, that thing would have been really heavy, mm-hmm. which you would imagine we would see him kind of struggling with that bag as he walks around. Mm. And I never got that impression, you know, as he would kind of get pulled off balance by its weight mm. here or there. That, I, well, never, I never saw that. Yeah, no, I know. I agree. It didn't look like a weight a ton, but I mean, it, it, it might have been that the bulk of the cash was in there, but the rest of it was in the shoulder bag. And, and also, a uh, waist-length leather jacket has tends to have lots of large pockets in it. So, I mean, he could have had the money distributed all over the place. True. But, he could have yeah. been wearing a money belt. He could have, yeah. I mean, he could, yeah. So, I mean, he could have had large sums of money on him. But, again, but of course, for the solicitor that he leaves all this money with, this would seem a little fishy. And I think a, tip, a solicitor, upon finding that Bergman has died, would realize that probably what Bergman was doing was trying to evade inheritance taxes so next question is is would he be any 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 obligation to report this to the authorities and it turns out no so i'm i want to take this i want to take a moment to thank uh, our listener gavin who is uh, in the legal profession in in the uk uh, and he gave me lots of good information regarding attorney client privilege there and it's very similar to what it is in the u.s if i hire you you're supposed to keep my secrets so if you suspect wrongdoing, you can report it, but there's a good chance that you'll be sued. And it's just not something that's not a path that most lawyers are going to choose to go down. You just you, you need to keep your clients' secrets. So you keep your mouth shut. You need to keep your mouth shut, yeah. You know, but uh, again, this is all speculation on my part. It might be also that he just knew somebody who was a trustworthy person in Sligo and left the money with them. It could be that he knew somebody in Sligo he wanted to give the money to. Or it could be that that there was not money in the purple bag to begin with. I don't know. I like. I just like the money idea. Of course you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So that's the money theory. You guys have any more thoughts on that? The money theory. The money theory. Was no. it money? Not yeah. really. Not really. Yeah. Um, last theory. It was his Barbie doll collection. Hmm. And you, could, you could see <laughs> why he'd not. want to get rid of that. Yeah. <laughs> <you can. laughs> that's the weirdest 
You and your theories. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, which, uh, of all the theories, which one are you guys going to go with? Are you going to go with personal possessions or money? Well, I'm surprised that you didn't bring up the possibility of foul play. Um, I know that the autopsy didn't show that he was strangled or anything mm-hmm. like that, but it doesn't mean that somebody didn't drown him. Um, it's entirely possible. Yeah. Somebody, a couple of guys, could have grabbed him and hauled him out to sea and drowned him. Yeah, and they're. Pausing, it, I mean, I mean, I mean, would they have? Would they have like stripped him and then dressed him as a speedo before or after they drowned him? I, I don't know. I don't know, but I don't think that's what happened. But mm-hmm. I've seen speculation of that. I mean, this this story is just full of so many possibilities, mm-hmm. yeah. and people seem to to just get on fire about each and every one of them. Do you want to hear a ridiculous one Yeah, that I stumbled upon? It's it's super, super dumb. It's awesome. really, really weak. But I stumbled on this when I was looking for information about Peter Bergman's obituary, because I was thinking, oh, mm-hmm. they found a dead guy. There'll be an obituary. Not so in Ireland. However... On April 18th of the same year, a 59-year-old man named Peter Bergman died in New York City. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's him. I, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. Like, no. of all of the tenuous, like, threads, like... Was the Bergman spelled the same with two N's at yeah. the end? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think I saw the same one. I, I came across an, uh, an obituary for the other Peter Bergman, who was 87 when he died, the guy who worked with Einstein. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not this. Yeah. But this guy di- died, what, a month? Yeah. That, well, that's, Two months before? That's one of the things that made me wonder about that is... Um, I thought for a sec, for a moment, it occurred to me that, like, well, was this guy related to this Peter Bergman? Did he know this Peter Bergman and take his name? Mm-hmm. So, obviously, he's not the same guy, but mm-hmm. but maybe he somehow had some connection with this Peter Bergman who had died more recently. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. maybe it was Peter Bergman was, like, there was some final business to take care of. He got ill. He faked his own death. Went over there. Tried to, like, even more cover up who he was by affecting a very deep accent. Mm-hmm. Giving a place of different i don't know again uh, like i said super dumb yeah, but i like it but there's, there's somebody actually who put that theory out there did you make no, that, I up just yourself? that up oh, okay cool yeah well, you know That's here's cool. another thing that that i've i couldn't believe that nobody has looked into and and i we don't here have the resources to do it but that address that he gave in vienna mm-hmm it's an empty lot. Yeah. Chances are good it was not always an empty lot. Yeah. Yeah. And so it would be interesting to find out what was there before to then maybe, you know, if it was a house. See if there's yeah. a or, Yeah, because it, it's weird to, like, just pull out a thin air, say, oh, yeah, this is my address, and it just happens to be an empty lot. No, well, it's possible. It's, it's, it's entirely possible just by random chance. Yeah, random chance, or it could be that he knew that address from some point in time. Yeah, he might have. Uh, you could try and pin things backwards that way. You might, uh, you know, the thing, the thing about it is, too, is we still don't know for a 100% certainty that he was totally trying to conceal his identity and disappear, but apparently it was. But he might have actually owned that vacant lot. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I don't know if anybody bothered to check land ownership records. You can Seems also. Seems like they would have. You'd think they would have, yeah. You can but... also check adjacent properties, too. Um, I and, and, and you can always, as you say, go back. I mean, that stuff changes hands. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, I, I, I personally think that was probably mostly randomness. Or and that's probably could have, the right answer. We could have done what I would have done, which is you know go out, go to Google Street View, and wait till you go and find an empty lot, and then grab the address off of Street View. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Street View wasn't a thing yet. <laughs> probably not quite. Yeah. No, it wasn't. No, yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, close, but not yeah. quite. But 
online maps were a thing. Yeah, that's true. And yeah. he could have gone and figured out what it was. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, anyway, that's it for the theories. I'm going to go for the money um, just because I like it better. But also because if you look at the contents of the bag when he leaves, with most of his personal possessions would have been clothes. Almost, you know, almost all of them would have been clothes. Yeah. And so the bag would have had a nice roundy look to it. And mm-hmm. instead, it looks like he's carrying angular, something yeah, angular. No, a book or folders or something. Yeah. Corners in it, with something mm-hmm. that's got corners. Yeah. And so that's the other reason. Almost every time you see that bag, it's got something kind of kind of squarish in it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. It could be. It would also help explain why he was kind of startled when somebody came in. Yeah, um, maybe he was busy stuffing his purple bag full of yeah, cash. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe he was up to something worse. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, it could have possible. been up to something embarrassing that yeah. happens sometimes. <laughs> yeah, because she did say the film. She did say he he was he had this look on his face like he was doing something he wasn't supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. So you know, you never know. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm undecided on this. Uh, I do not think that the whole thing was a giant suicide setup. I, I don't yeah. I don't think that that was the plan. Mm-hmm. But what happened really? I. You think, so you yeah. think his death, his death was an accident then? Well, I don't think that he went there with this grand built-up scheme to mm. then swim out to sea and disappear. Mm. I think, I, I don't know that he, you know, that he died on purpose. Mm. It's yeah, entirely really... possible that he wanted to go swimming and was a weirdo about swimming at night and went too far. Swam uh-huh. out to sea too far. I mean, I don't know if either either of you have done this, but it's very easy to be swimming and not realize how far you've gone and then suddenly realize how tired you are. Oh, yeah. And I have thought I was going to drown before because I was positive I wasn't going to make it because well, I don't float. I sink like a rock. Yeah, and there's, there's, there's such things as riptides and currents and stuff like that, too. You mm-hmm. know, there's there's all sorts of ways, but... I don't. I don't think he intended to come back to shore alive. My personally, because I mean, he was out there really late, you know, and a long, long walk from town. Uh, it was miles from town, and uh, you're gonna go for a swim. He didn't bring a towel with him, by the way. You're gonna go for a swim, and then, by the way, good luck getting transportation back to town. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's I, weird. Yeah, it's sad too because yeah. I mean, the poor old, the poor old guy wandered around town for for days, you know, just with his purple bag. And he didn't and, talk to a soul hardly. Didn't hardly talk to anybody. He talked to staff, and I that really is kind of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he didn't he didn't interact much with anybody. And then he went out to the beach that afternoon and just walked up and down the beach for hours. And because and you know, nobody talked to him then either. No, not really. People yeah. said hi, and he never really said anything back. No, well, yeah. he'd, he'd nod politely and move on. Yeah. But of course, he had—he had. If he was planning on killing himself, he probably had bigger things on his mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a tough—a tough thing, and you know, I feel bad for the guy. But yeah. uh, obviously, you know, he made—if he did indeed commit suicide, obviously he felt the alternative, which was, uh, you know, agonizing death by cancer, was worse. You huh? know, and I guess I can't blame him. No, it's yeah. just too bad that he had to make that choice. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Well, okay. Anyway. Uh, after that ray of sunshine. I know, I know, I know. got you all depressed. Uh, if you guys have any thoughts on this, uh, any theories of your own, or if you happen to have found a big chunk of cash in Sligo, we would yeah. love to hear from you. In a purple bag. Yeah, 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 we would totally like to hear from you. So you can reach us at our email address at thinkingsidewayspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we also have a website where you can download our episodes and listen to them. You can, we'll have links up there. 
where you can follow some of the, the information that pertaining to this topic. And you can, of course, leave comments. Please leave nice comments. We prefer those. Uh, you can also find us on iTunes. If you do, then please subscribe and leave us a review. Preferably a, a really good review. Uh, <laughs> you can also stream us. You can stream us from damn near anywhere. So uh, that's that. Find us on Facebook. Uh, we have our page. We also have a group. We're also on Twitter. So we are thinking sideways. That's without the G. And we are also on Patreon, which, if you don't know it, is a service where you can basically pledge a certain amount of money per episode if you want to support the podcast. It's entirely optional, but if you feel like doing that, that'd be great. Anyway, that's it for this week. You guys have any no? last parting no. thoughts? I think we've, we've rung this one dry. Yeah, yeah I think so. <laughs> okay. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. <laughs>